Ladies and gentlemen, this time I need you all to silence your cell phones and hold your applause till after we are finished. Most importantly, shut your mouth because United by Wrestling is live, baby. I'm your host, Dustin Destruction, my co-host. The Shapester, baby. And we are back for another episode. Today we're going to be discussing... Um, so... As you can see, it's going to be uploaded on Monday. Usually, we're uploaded on Wednesday, but we're kind of trying to figure out a new schedule so we can get everything in because, well, this week, the Wednesday Night Wars kicked off and SmackDown changed dates. So, it's a little thrown off right now. We're still working on that. So, sorry about the pretty late upload. So, hopefully, you still listen to us. <laughs> and, well, we were supposed to record yesterday, but this stupid host got a little buzz. So, uh, yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> I'll admit it. I'm going to admit it. I'm a man enough to admit it. I got buzzed after going to a college football game, so that's what happens with 14 beers going to your system. So Hot damn it. Um, so here we are. And I think it's a perfect timing because you and me feel strongly about a little event that happened today called Hell in a Cell. But for Fuck new it. viewers, for new viewers, we're going to start off with something good. So if the rest of if because we're going to admit the good's going to happen right now, and it's going to go a little downhill after that. <laughs> yeah. So this is your warning, so if you want to stop, you can right now, and I don't blame you. And uh, I'm going to put a plug. Last week we had RJ from Ringside Rant, and then Kevin from former Brain Buster Radio before I disbanded two weeks. So go check those out, and hopefully if you want to be on the show, um, hit us up. Um, all right, so let's talk Wednesday Night Wars. Let's do it. So NXT's been on... You know, USA for a couple of weeks, but AEW Dynamite made their uh, debut this week. Do you have any thoughts about your shows at the start? And I, first off, I hate the term Wednesday Wars because I really, like, I know they say, like, there's stupid things. I know Gargano tweeted that they're competing, and NXT said a few things about you're not going to find this on another channel. And AEW obviously hasn't been known for their pop shots, but... Right. I don't I don't know. I don't see it as a competition, do you? No, I mean it's like, you know, I think this is one of the one of the downsides to having social media in today's era is whether you know, AEW or NXT or WWE or whoever you want to classify it as, whether they intend for this to be a competition or not, see the thing about it is social media and the fans are going to make it that way regardless of what either company says. And, you know, people like us, you know, me and you who are just, who just love the sport of professional wrestling don't see it as that because in your mind, in my mind on Wednesday nights, it doesn't matter what show you're watching wrestling wins. And that the thing, and uh, the thing it, is, sorry if to cut you off, but I feel like even that, <clears throat> even if that answer that, you know, you and me are technically picking a side because you have to pick what one you're going to watch live. So right. even in that aspect, though, it's kind of like you're picking a side a little well, bit. Yeah, it's like, I mean, but in a way, it's like I wouldn't necessarily classify it as, like, ultimately picking a side because, like, when you watch, like, for example, like, I watch AEW first and then I watch NXT oh. after it. And why is that? Um, Because one of the things about it is, you know, with NXT – you know what you're going to get and you know, you know how good it's going to be because we've seen the takeovers and we've seen the shows and you know, is that, you know, you know, who's there, you know, the talent level, you know, the production level, you know, everything that NXT has, 
But with AEW, this is uncharted territory for them. They're they're on TV weekly now, so you want to see what they're gonna bring weekly. You want to see what they're gonna how they're gonna do their storylines, how they're gonna fill up two hours, and so you want to see that first, and then you you're gonna go back and enjoy what NXT always delivers, and that's a damn good show. So it's like, you know, in a way, I guess you're kind of picking a side for a couple hours, but then it's like, you're really not because it's like AEW is the newest thing. So you want to see what they're doing. But at the end of the day, it's like, I love AEW and I love WWE and NXT. So it's like, you know, you're, you're, you can still remain on the, on the straight and narrow, I guess you can call it with that. Yeah, I agree. So, like you, I watched AEW Dynamite live, but you know, I made sure to record NXT because it's like I'm not going to pick a side, right? You know, Triple H has a great product, and I believe in Cody and them. And the reason I'm picking AEW Dynamite is because they're new. Yeah, you know, you know, I've watched NXT for a couple years on the network. You know what you're going to get on a daily basis. Cody and them didn't really give much of a sign. I ended up pay-per-views because really it was just matches for the most part. Right. There wasn't storylines. So you kind of see, you're curious to tune in and see like, okay, what is their creative process? What are they going to come up with? Yeah. And we're not the only ones because at least this week, the ratings, AEW blew NXT out of water. Yeah, it was like, this week. It was like 1.4 million to Dynamite. 1.2 million and then like 880,000 yeah. for NXT. And I don't blame people who watch NXT first. NXT was a great show. They had all title matches, and all the matches were phenomenal. So oh, yeah. I don't blame I don't blame anyone that picks NXT, and I don't blame anybody that picks AEW. You know, if I could, you know, I saw a lot of people on Twitter. You know, they were running dual monitors, yeah, watching both. The yeah. only thing is, I couldn't do that because no. I want to enjoy my show. Yeah, because it's like for me, it's like I can't do the whole. I mean, I could do it. I could sit here on my because uh, so I got. I have a dual monitor set up. I could pull it up on one and then put NXT. But it's like for me, that's you. You can't truly invest yourself in the show because you're you're trying to watch between two things, and then you look over here and you miss something over here. Yeah, one thing I like, and I know I, I know NXT had it too, but I like how AW they have commercials, but they have the matches on the side still. Yeah, the nonstop. I think that's kind of cool. The the nonstop action cam, as they call as um it's referred to in the sports world. Is there anything that from dynamite that you would say they might need to improve on? Like I, I thought it was almost a follow show. I mean, on, uh, honestly, like I, I think just keep, I, I wouldn't actually improve. I mean, this, the, it, it was a solid, perfect debut for them. It's what they needed. And I actually wouldn't change anything from that show. Cause they did their storylines. Right. And, you know, they even continue building storylines outside of TV, which is really awesome to see, by the way. So, you know, honestly, from Dynamite, there isn't anything that I would change from it. By outside of TV, he means Cody Rhodes and Jericho going to brought Comic-Con of all things. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, funny. I mean, but if anybody wants a, wants a good laugh out of that, if you go back and watch that video of Cody and Jericho's altercation from Comic-Con, uh, Look at Moxley sitting at the end of the table. Did you did you see him? Did you see that video? No, oh, well I saw the brawl, but I didn't see Moxley. Uh, oh no, he was sitting at the end of the table, and he looks at he's he he's looking at him brawl, and then he just like shrugs his shoulder. And he's like, "Well, fuck it, I'm out of here." <laughs> he just gets <laughs> he up just and left. leaves. 
So he don't want to be at a press conference. Moxley ain't a talker. No. So he's like, okay, this is done. They're fighting. I can leave. <laughs> that shit was funny and, as hell. And I think they did a good job building storylines. They yeah. have you know Jericho making a you know a new team a new team and you know they made. I mean, I thought Sammy should have won. You know, but I understand AEW's trying to bring like a combat sports thing. You know, wins and losses matter. Right. So if Co- if Cody loses, that's gonna put him out of title <laughs> contention for a while. Yeah. So, so I mean that that was that was all perfectly done, and I'm I'm also I'm really interested to see where they go with that new faction stable, whatever you want to call it for Jericho. So who is it? It's, it's Jericho, Sammy Guevara, or Guevara. I can't ever it's, say it's his Jericho. Last name. It's Jericho, Sammy Guevara. Um, LAX, Santana and Ortiz, and um, Jack Swagger, Hager, excuse me. Uh, I, I'm going to say Swagger. I uh, can't say. Hager, I mean, I know that's his, I think, real name. And that's why he goes in at Bellator, but I don't know. I'm sorry, the dude's Jack Swagger to me. I'm sorry. And Moxley isn't in it. I know him and Omega got a brawl, but I think that's building storylines. Yeah, Moxley's that was... not in that group, is he? <laughs> no, he took Kenny out of the match and proceeded to take him backstage and beat the shit out of him. A brain buster through a glass table. Yeah, so no, it's 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 Jericho, Sammy, LAX, and um, Jack Swagger. I I don't know. I'm really looking forward to the Moxo Mega feud. They're building that perfectly. Oh yeah. I that, mean, hell, it's that. it's being built so perfectly. Everybody's like questioning Kenny of like his how good he really is because he's because nobody's ever seen Kenny actually participate in storylines before and build things up. So it's like. I mean, it's genius, actually. So people are starting to hate him because, you know, he does those videos on being the elite and he's like shitting on the competition. But people don't realize he's just he's bringing the cleaner out a little bit. So if you don't know that, just watch some of his New Japan stuff. You'll get what he's doing. Oh, hell, even actually go back to some of his ROH appearances. Yeah. Most people, uh, honestly, I, I bet most people don't even know he was in ROH for a while. So. You know, it's like look at those, look at those stuff, and look at that work, and see that he's that's what he's channeling right now. Yeah. So I thought you know AEW did a pretty good job. I'm just trying to make it brief because we have a lot to cover. NXT. I mean, did you see any problems or anything to work on? I didn't see honestly. It was it felt like a it felt like a what I liked about it is it felt like a takeover, but on a two hour just weekly show. Honestly. I mean, the matches were the matches were phenomenal, and seeing Finn come back to NXT, thank God, and you know, of course, Champa's return, and I yeah, mean, Ch- Champa's was cool, and it's like the the whole thing. I mean, they they had the surprises where they, and by the way, if they do a triple threat with that, that's going to be one hell of a match. By the way, Balor, Champa, and Cole. Yeah, if they do that, if they do that, that's going to be one hell of a match. But is Balor? What is he? Is he just making an appearance? Or is he on the no, roster? No, no, now? he's he's on. He's back in NXT. Thank God. Because he's yeah. he said when he came out there and after Cole's match, he said as of right now, Finn Balor is NXT. Which is funny because when he was there, he was the face anyway. So yeah, so it's I mean, like he's for now at least as for the foreseeable future, he's back in NXT. Good, because his booking was very strong at NXT. On the main roster, it's been anything. Well, but... I mean, he he realized that you know he he used his time off and to to obviously negotiate some things with Paul and get the hell back to NXT where he's properly going to be used. Well, and I think you're going to see Triple H do a lot more of that because it's like you want people glued to the TV. Uh, Who's going to of... show up next? I mean, I think I heard Alistair Black could be possibly coming. Well, he back. needs to because he has been he has been MIA since. 
Uh, he had that match with Cesaro, but other than that, once him and Ricochet broke up, he hasn't done anything. And then, of course, um, I know we'll get to it later, but I also want to mention the the Viking Raiders. They need to get the hell back to NXT as soon as possible. Do you think Shayna should have lost? I know you and me were about to get in a debate about this, but I wanted to do it on air. I think Shayna should have lost, you know, because she's been championing. I, what better statement would have been for you know Candice LeRae to overcome the dominant champion on TV? I mean, draw I think, people in. I think I think Candice would have been. Uh, oh, by the way, before I before we continue, I'm sorry if I sound a little off this week on the show. I'm dealing with a little bit of a nasal chest cold, so that's why if I sound weird. Anyway. Um, I think Candice would have been, you know, obviously would have been a very worthy, worthy competitor, you know, worthy person to take the title from Shayna. But I think when Shayna does lose the the NXT Women's Championship, I think it's going to be to somebody that's been built up over like weeks and months. Not just, I mean, Candice has been, but I think it's going to be somebody that's. You know who's built up though. Well, that's the thing. I think I think it's gonna take it's gonna take a build up for somebody to end Shayna's Shayna's reign, not just because I mean Candice has been, you know, she's definitely deserving of it. But it's gonna be interesting to see who uh, Triple H builds up to eventually take it from her because she's been champion for God like what five hundred like like a couple hundred days now, I do believe. Yeah, and before that, like. The only person that's really beat her was Kari Sane, and that and Kari only held the title for like what a couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean it's like it's going to be interesting to see who is built up ultimately to to end her reign. They may bring somebody back. They they're either I think they're either going to bring somebody back or I think they're going to sign somebody. The only thing is for the being back is you know Oscar would have been the perfect person, but as hell and so you know now Vince is finally doing something with her. Uh, so, I, I think, like I said, I think it's going to be either somebody. Rhea they, Ripley. I say, I think it's either going to be Rhea Ripley or somebody that they sign that's not even on the roster yet. May Eo, May Eo, but no, that's two hills. So yeah, say, no, it's like I think it's either going to be Rhea or somebody that's I don't know who, but somebody that's not even signed yet. Is Rhea actually NXT or is she doing it only well, NXT UK right now? Well, they're doing they're doing crossover now, so it's like NXT yeah, UK. So I mean, it it very well could be Rhea if they if they built it up good enough. But yeah, um, so that was the Monday Wednesday. Now. <laughs> I almost said Monday. Night. Sorry, last on the uh, episode of RJ, we're talking Monday Night Wars. So if I start saying that's why Goldberg. That was an interesting episode, to say the least. But um, P.S. P.S.A. R.J. from Ringside Rant hates Goldberg. You'll find that out very quickly. And loves Eric Bischoff, kisses his ass quite a bit. But uh, <laughs> he said it on the episode. Oh, no, he's, he's like, a, I was like, he said it. We're not talking shit. He actually said that. So that was the one. That, let's go to SmackDown. They had a Fox debut. Yeah. And what were your thoughts on that show? Um, well, it was good to see The Rock. Uh, love The Rock. Huge Rock guy. Um, after that, well, not so much. Uh, Glad to see that Vince McMahon was in the building, so we saw he was, once again, the shitty booker. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it wasn't a horrible, like, it wasn't like tonight, um, it, that level of bad, I mean, they had some good stuff. I mean, there was one dark moment. I think they kind of ruined it for everybody. I mean, I think they dropped the ball on um, having like so many stars and legends in the crowd and not actually do anything on the show. 
That's what I mean. They falsely advertised. There but, was supposed to be a lot of guys that showed up that didn't show up. I mean, Austin did a what a video package or something. Undertaker left early. Yeah, Undertaker left, and he said that it was because they didn't need him. Like uh, what? Yeah, he actually said that it was because they told him they didn't need him. So, what do you think about the Shane McMahon and uh, Kevin Owens ladder match? I the, my my biggest takeaway from that was I actually the match was surprisingly better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, Shane McMahon um, matches usually suck. So, so that I mean that one was much better than I anticipated, and I hope my biggest take from that is I hope that Shane is off TV for a while anyway. I mean, at least six or seven months. Jeez, please. I have a feeling he'll be back, but at least be off for a while. Yeah, at least, think we, we've I mean, seen enough Shane McMahon. I don't want to hate the guy. I mean, it's like well, I, I should say I'm never, I'm never gonna hate a wrestler. Sorry, I should word that better, but I mean, it's like I, I'd rather not be annoyed by him because Shane's a cool guy. Yeah, it's like he, you know, it's like I love Shane. Shane's a cool guy. It's just when you're taking up 45 minutes of a two-hour show <laughs> every week because you know you're in the spotlight. It's like, nah, dude. You know, at least take time. I mean, if you want to show up at WrestleMania or some shit, do that. But at least be off TV for the next six months. You're not going to see him much because Fox don't want non-wrestlers on their roster, really. Oh, good. good. Yeah, they're going to ask a guy like Tyson Fury to be on there. Well, that's on Raw. That's SmackDown. No, but I'm pretty sure him and Strowman's altercation was on SmackDown, though. Yeah, it was on It was on Friday on SmackDown. What do you think about Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman? Um, well, I like Tyson Fury as a boxer. Uh, the dude's a badass. I don't like the fact that they're, that Vince is what I like to call desperately trying to bring in other audiences because, again, again and as we'll talk about in a few minutes, uh, but I think that, honestly, to me, the whole thing feels like he's trying to recreate Austin Tyson with Strowman and Fury. More, it, but yeah, it has more of the big show of Floyd Mayweather. Film. But yeah, it's like it's like he's cross channeling Austin and Tyson with Mayweather and Big Show, <laughs> and it, it's it, it's horrible. I mean, I'm sorry. It's like it's not believable because Tyson Fury, if he wanted to, could whip Brock, uh, Brock shit, Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman's ass about six times over and not even break a sweat doing it. It, the thing is, is he going to ruin his boxing reputation to put Braun Strowman over? Yeah. So what's that do for Braun? Exactly. Like, okay, Braun is in altercation with a uh, a badass boxer, and it makes – honestly, the whole thing to me makes no sense. It, it's just like – It's like Vince if, just, just desperately reaching for the audiences that he doesn't really have a hand in right now. Or the princes. Or the yeah, or the other oh yeah, or the princes. We can't forget about the princes. Because I feel like that they're trying to make Tyson and Braun on Saudi Arabia. I but, thought that was they were, what they I thought that's what they were saying tonight on Helm. So which, by the way, uh, quick PSA: we will not be acknowledging or covering Crown Jewel in any way, shape, or form. So uh, don't get your hopes up on that. We don't crown. We don't do any of the Saudi pay per views. We'll do Australia. We'll do all the other, you know, super showdowns they do. But Saudi, um, we don't do. So if that offends you, I'm sorry, but that ain't gonna change. Yeah, we we ref- we refuse to acknowledge the Saudi shows or cover them. Well, you just acknowledged it. Well, 
acknowledge it isn't a way of covering it on the show and uh all right well apparently our host is cutting out so um you have to edit that out bro but um it didn't cut out for me so i can't edit that out well cut out my mic so anyway yeah so they're setting that up and i i don't know the way they've been, they've been the way they've been booking Braun Strowman. It's just like if they were having him still be that monster amongst men, at least it'd be believable. Yeah. But you know, freaking the dude at WrestleMania was fighting Saturday Night Live guys, so now you expect us to think he has any chance against Tyson Fury, who is one of the uh, who is one of the best boxers in the game right now. Well, you can argue he's the best. Yeah. So there was that. Um. And then we get Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston. The match so short, you can fit it in a GIF. So we literally could post a GIF right now, and that'd be the whole Brock-Kofi match. Literally, Kofi flies across the ring, Brock catches him, and then boom. F5, match over. You know, no one. Like, I don't know why so many people on Twitter thought Kofi was going to win. Yeah, for real. Fox wanted Brock as a champ. I knew that, but I didn't feel it'd be four seconds. I mean, I'll say that the, the thing that surprised me wasn't the result because, like you know, we've talked about and we've we've knew we've known all along is Fox wants him as champ, so that's what they were gonna get. But you know, Seth Rollins, for example, who is pretty much the same size and build as Kofi Kingston, eats like four or five F fives, and you know it does and, and kicks out. Kofi eats one, and the match is over. Yeah, I mean the, that that was the thing is like it wasn't that Lesnar won that got me. It was the way Kofi was booked in the match that got me. Pathetic. I mean, it absolutely was, pathetic. I mean, it was honestly it was disgraceful to be honest. Like it was straight up disgraceful because it's like you have guys you know eat two or three jer- uh, F fives and then you know the match continues but it's like they finished like two three minutes earlier they could have extended it a little bit hit, have lesnar hit a couple f5s and a few germans and then it would have made it look believable but one f5 you've built up kofi as this big underdog that had his moment at wrestlemania and then you have him get his redemption against randy orton pin him clean a couple of times and then you're telling me he can't even kick out of f5 of one f5 yeah, come on, Vince. That that makes you almost think Vince didn't ever believe in Kofi being a champion. You just didn't want he didn't know how how to take him take the title off of him yet. Yeah, he was he he's been searching since WrestleMania to find a way, and now he's found a way. So he went out there and had Kofi just be completely absolutely disgraced, and that's how he got the title off of him. Also, he can get the debuting Kane Velasquez out there. Yeah. Rey Mysterio comes out, and then all of a sudden, Cain Velasquez is raising Forcer. Like, how does that work? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I like Cain Velasquez. I really do. But the whole thing about it is, I mean, I know Vince is, once again, like we talked about earlier in the show, um, he's trying to reach out to those other markets that he doesn't have a hand in yet. So he brings in the guy that legitimately almost killed Brock Lesnar, to set up a match with him at possibly Saudi Arabia again. I mean, I'm sorry. You know, like we talked about, was it last night or the night before, you know, Kane understands it's like, okay, I don't mind signing this deal to have Lesnar win because I about damn near killed him in an octagon. But 
the whole thing to me just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So, so this is another Brock Lesnar redemption story. Yeah, pretty much. is. It's like what it's adding up to is basically this sounds like the ghost of the past kind of conquering the ghost of your the demons of your past storyline again. Well, if you looked at Brock's face when Kane came out, he's already selling that storyline. He looked pale as a ghost. So, and then, and then, of course, Lesnar trying to get out of those haymakers that Velasquez was throwing on him because he was hitting him for real. I don't care what you say; he was he was pummeling him. No, he was clobbering him. In the yeah, head. yeah, he was he was doing like he did in the octagon on him, and Brock Lesnar got the hell out of there. So, so I guess I guess Brock and him agreed that whatever their fight's gonna be, at least it's gonna be a shoot fight. I'm guessing. I was I would hope that's what it's gonna be. So they're gonna beat the shove each other. My my thing is, Brock, if you want redemption, how you be a man and get back in the octagon? Yeah, there you go. Why do you need Vince to book you to win? Yeah, you need Vince to to set you up in a match that you know beforehand you're gonna win because you know damn well if you got back in the octagon with Velasquez again, he'd kick your ass again. Then again, I, who knows how much Velasquez has left in the tank year because he just got his ass whooped in the UFC. But still, I mean, he almost just he almost killed Brock. Yeah, he did. And we're supposed to believe that Brock's gonna be a force against him. I I I don't buy that. I don't buy Fury and Strowman. I think both are stupid because you have these superior athletes. You're expecting you know WWE superstars to beat these guys. Right, right. It makes yeah, no I, sense. I mean, I get it. You know, the WWE superstars the advantage because they're stepping in their territory, but. You know, like the Lesnar Kane one's stupid because that's how Lesnar has to beat Kane Velasquez finally. Yeah. And it, it, it's an attempt for Vince to get my I'm sure Kane will sign the dotted line and put Brock over because he won the real fight. So he's like, I don't care. I destroyed Brock. I know I'm the better fighter. I could kick Brock's ass if I wanted to right now. Yeah. So I'll take the money, let Brock have his feel good moment. Because my right, Kane's not even signed with the WWE. No, he's gonna sign a. He's gonna sign like I think he's signing. I think he's doing what a like a a sign a sign to perform basis. Like you know, he shows up, signs for the night, and then when they when they how however that long they do it, he signs for kind of thing. If you wanted an MMA style match, you could have Bobby Lashley do it with Brock. I mean, dude's like only has one loss in Bellator. Yeah. But this is the redemption story, so... You ain't getting redemption, Jack. You're getting your ass kicked. Oh, no. He's going to get a win from Vince. Of course. All right. So, I ugh, I don't even want to talk about SmackDown anymore. That just leaves a better taste. Like I said, not that Brock won necessarily, but the way he won. I just... Kofi's been so loyal to your company for years. You finally give him his moment, which was deserved. You know, he, I mean, he had, what, the title for like six months. So it's not like he had a terrible title reign. Mm-mm. But it's like the way you have him lose his title. Come on. You're telling me he didn't. Fuck. At least let him have some, you know, German suplexes. I'll say, know, make like, the match go. Make the match go at least five to seven minutes. Shit. If you're going to have him go out there and get dominated, okay, that's one thing. But one F5 and that's it. And have him break the record for the shortest match, I think, in history. Yeah, it's like, no, dude. He beat Daniel Bryan's record of 18 seconds. I know that for sure. How fast but, was the one... How fast was How fast was the match between Roman, uh, Rowan, Eric Rowan, and The Rock at 32? Was that, like, the shortest? Oh. Uh, because that, ca- that, was, that was classified as a match, by the way. 
So I know they rung the bell. That was three seconds, but I think we're talking title fight shortest. Oh times. yeah, it's like title fight. Yeah, definitely the fast, the fastest title match. All right, you want to go into Hell in a Cell? Do we have to? Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're content creators. We have to talk about that garbage. And that's exactly what it was. Two and a half hours of hot garbage. So, anyway. Or three and a half hours of hot garbage. First thing I want to note is, I don't know if Vince is just trying to get, I feel like he was just trying to get this pay-per-view over with. Yeah. Because Crown Jewels this month, the promotion was terrible. I completely forgot it was today. Yeah, because like when I got up, like when I got up this afternoon, I was like, you know, checking all the apps and scores and things of sports things like oh what am i gonna watch tonight oh crap that's right hell in the cells tonight and then they only have four matches announced the day of the event yeah because it's like i got up and i checked the uh i checked the nfl app to see who was playing on sunday night football tonight because like oh i'll watch that tonight because there's nothing else on oh wait a minute that's right there's a WWE pay-per-view hell in the cells on tonight you only have four matches so what do they do they throw together a bunch of others. Yeah, who they forgot to announce matches on Raw and SmackDown, so they just do it the day of the event and that hell, no one cares about. There's no one was invested in any of those matches and showed. One of them was announced on the pre-show. It's like you had Kathy Kelly do some random video on YouTube or Twitter, and that's how they announced the matches. And then Randy interrupts an Ali promo or some shit, and they get announced for the main card like right then and there. This, you can tell, and I we talked about this a couple weeks. Is this was the last like tumbleweed show? They're trying to get out of the way, you know. They have Survivor Series, and then the road to WrestleMania starts. Right. right. No, well, no TLC. I think's in December, but I believe. And I kind of the gimmick after today, they shouldn't have gimmick pay per views where they can have a disqualification at tables, ladders, and chairs match. So, what did you think about the card itself? Like, was there any matches that at least stood out to you? Well, I mean, honestly, my favorite match of the card and the match that stood out to me the most was Sasha <laughs> and Becky. I mean, that match was good. I mean, that 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 those two ladies killed it. And yeah. then the re- then after that, well, it goes down the fuck hill. It was awful. I mean, it literally literally goes. Like, I'm not even talking downhill. I'm thinking, like, a 90-foot vertical drop down. Was it at least cool to see Pyro back in paper? I mean, of course. That was that was still bad. I mean, you know, that's still so badass that they got Pyro back, of course, and then in super various superstar entrances and shit. That, that was cool, but, I mean, it didn't make up for the fact that half the matches were complete and utter ass. Well, what'd you like about Sasha and uh, Becky? I mean, that match was... That, that match was storytelling at its finest... And those two ladies kill it whenever they're in the ring together. And it's like, it had a lot of hard-hitting spots and the actions were great. Oh, I'm just kidding. The chemistry was great. I'll say the <laughs> pull out, pull out our inner uh, Dave there on that one. But, I mean, no, the match was, the match was insanely good. And it, it was a hell of a way to kick off the show, which I was hoping that you know, all right, this is this set the good tone. This was a hell of a match. Maybe the rest of the show won't be as bad as we thought. And well, it was it, actually worse than we thought. Yeah, I'm just surprised. You know, those ladies went pretty hardcore in that match. Oh no, for, they did. You know, I feel like it was more violent than the Charlotte Sasha match they had at Hell in a Cell, I believe, last year. Yeah, I mean, it was. 
I mean, the chair shots, the kendo sticks, that shit was like Babe Ruth style right there. Yeah, I tweeted out. I think Becky's been, no, was it Sasha? Yeah, I've tweeted that Sasha's been watching too much baseball because she was hitting Becky like she was hitting a 90-mile-per-hour a 90 90 fastball. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 was, that was insane to see, honestly. And then, yo, they were doing the God, – I'm trying to remember some of the spots. They did a lot of spots. I thought the running drop kick with Sasha set up in the corner of the cell on a chair that Becky was reinforced with kendo sticks underneath of it, that was awesome. Bag exploder off the top turnbuckle onto through like, a table, I believe. No, onto no, like, a lot of chairs. Like onto like chairs. I say, onto like twenty chairs. Yeah, so those women killed it. You know, like you said, I was hoping that would have set the tone. I uh, the only thing I didn't like about that match is I think the wrong winner won that. I do too. I think Sasha should have and deserved to win that match. Like Becky's had a good title reign, and you have her win clean. Yeah. Which, you know, obviously in Hell of a Cell, you're supposed to sell your scores. Which I, I think <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like making you think, okay, what was the point of Sasha coming back exactly? Say to lose. I mean, I guess it solidifies. Like, I saw someone put out one good point. A good point, though, is it solidifies Becky's title reign because yeah. it was pretty lackluster. Sasha can go somewhere else, like to SmackDown or win the tag belts again. Like, right. she has options. What's Becky gonna do? Yeah, it's like if once Becky's title reign is over and the whole man thing kind of dies down, what what really does she have left after that? Well, once her title reign's over, she could do other stuff. But I think Vince is still capitalizing because the man thing's still over. But I still think, yes, I should come back as this heel force. You know, a lot of heels do well in Hell in a Cell because you know they're the ones that could get nasty and right. pulled out there. And you have her lose. I I don't know. Yeah, I I definitely I definitely agree that Sasha should have won that match. Maybe Fox wants Sasha. And they're gonna finally set. Up. No, because sh- no, because Bailey don't have the title anymore either. Yep. So, what did you think about Rowan and Rain? I mean, Rowan and Harper versus Reigns and Bryan. That match surprised me. Honestly, I thought it was gonna be, uh, you know, just. I guess a lackluster tag match, but it turned into a damn war. Like, I think you quoted it as a war. And, I mean, it, it turned out much better than I had expected, and which is always good when your expectations are exceeded. So I, I was happy to see that it turned into the war that it was. Most Eric Rowan matches I don't exactly look forward to, but... <laughs> which, by the way, it was badass to see him rocking Parkway Drive tonight. Thank you very much. But the match itself, you know, they made the switch at you know last moment. That was gonna be a tornado. That was gonna be a tornado tag match because I think that those kind of matches have no DQ. Yeah. So it, it helped him, you know, get a little brutal. Because let's be honest, none of those guys' moves that well, Reigns and Rowan's movesets are kind of limited. Right. But, you know, obviously Brian and Harper can. Yeah, they wrestle can... their ass off, but. Right. What do you think about? Because I thought I saw Reigns get injured. Do you think, because he was wobbling on his knee, I think he, people are saying he hurt himself on that spear from mm-hmm. the announce table. Yeah. Do you think that was a real injury or sell? I. It's always hard to tell on things like that. I mean, it. if it was a sell, it was a really good sell. But it also kind of, the way that Roman landed, it also looks like it could have been real. Yeah, because the thing is, he's why would he be selling an injury, but Rowan's fine. Right, right. 
because Rowan's the one that went through the so table. That's that's where that's where it crossed my mind. It's like, oh, that actually might be real because it's like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense the way you look at the spot, and then it's like, wait a minute, why is Roman the one selling the injury? And the guy that went through it isn't. Yeah, so everybody's freaking out because Brian collapsed on the stage. I saw it. And it was obviously selling. I'll say I that. That was just that. that was just Brian being the 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 consummate professional and damn good wrestler that he is, selling the crap out of that. Well, Brian was taking some big spots. I he think was. people he does. I think when people see that, you know, obviously Brian, we all know his injury history. Right. So I think people get a little like. Scared, freaked, yeah, Brian. Freaked out, yeah, freaked out about that. Which I don't blame him because now he's face again. We may be seeing another kind of big. Do you think he stays face? I think... that whole that whole hugging scene was kind of <laughs> it was random. So he sits there. What is he trying to create Team Hell No of Roman? <laughs> I, I think I think at least for a while he stays face because you don't when... think he joins off Rowan and Harper at some point. I I don't see it. I mean, it would be interesting to see how they would go about that, but I think at least for for now, he'll he'll stay face. Yeah, which is good. You know, Brian, he's damn good at both. Amazing heel, but he like I tweet, he created a movement as a baby face. Yeah. Like the guy is just good, and I don't know, like maybe SmackDown needs an. I I I just I heard maybe they might be setting up a Brian Lesnar storyline. Oh Lord, which has been rumored for years. But if you want to hurt Brian, that's a way to do it. Yeah, that's a way to that's a way to nice one of the un- most unsafe workers. All right, so this is where because that match was okay. You know, I was still the best, but this is where it starts going downhill. Was it was it Corbin and Gable after that, or was it the Viking Raiders and their mystery partner versus the OC? OC yeah. Was that what match was up next? I can't remember because both were very unforgettable. Let me look that up real both, quick. Both of them were complete ass. I mean, because if you guys, if you guys don't know, we're a shoot. We're I guess there's a saying in wrestling where you call it a match in the ring. Well, we call it a podcast in the podcast. Oh yeah, we call it here. It it ain't no it ain't no predetermined stuff. We call it right here and now. We call it right here, right now, because I kind of. This is a shy boy, but I, I believe if you're passionate enough, you should be able to talk about a ten-page script. Oh yeah, and that's not a shot at anybody, but that's just how we do things, how we believe in things. Uh, all right, so it's Randy Orton and Ali, and this match, like you said, was literally announced on the pre-show. Yeah, because he. What like, you think about it? I mean, because like I think it was Randy, was it Randy or Ali that was doing an interview backstage, and then I think Randy interrupts Ali and is like, "Oh, you I got a match." Watch, I don't watch the pre-shows. I it's don't like I, I saw a glimpse of it on Twitter. It's like, oh. Randy interrupts Ali during an interview. Oh, you get a match on the main card. Um, I mean, the match the match itself for all the thrown-together crap that we got, this was the best of the thrown-together crap. Yeah, easily the best of the thrown-together crap. Because, so. obviously, then that's just because, you know, Randy Orton's one of the best and Ali's a hell of a talent. So, uh, I, I mean, I was okay with this. And then... My favorite the ending sequence was pretty bad. Yeah, that, that was that was honestly my favorite part of the match. The double reversal kind of thing was like Ali reverses the RKO with the handstand, and then Randy comes right back with his own reversal. And say Ali like double handstands. He tries to hit some like somersault, like springboard move, and boom, RKO. Yeah, I mean that. Out of all the thrown together matches, this was the best one. And that's just like I said before we went on air was just the talent of the two superstars involved. 
Uh, Randy's trying to push some big matches right now. He wants to rock. <laughs> so. I think The Rock kind of just like shot that down, though. Yeah, I don't think The Rock's wrestling. People think he is, but I don't he, think he's he like, is. my body's still recovering from that uh, evolution beat down you gave me at WrestleMania 20. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling if The Rock wrestles against me, Roman, that's his last match. Yeah, it's like, it, 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 it's, at this point, if The Rock has one more match left in him, no doubt in my mind it'll be Roman Reigns. And let's be honest, Roman doesn't exactly have the most physical moveset, so it ain't going to hurt him. No, it, it would be, it would be, honestly, that would be the perfect last match for The Rock. Roman's pretty safe because his moveset's anything but. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, both and both superstars technically have a limited moveset, so it, it would yeah, be, don't... it would be the perfect last, last match. Do you think Randy should have had that win? Or do you think Ali as an upcomer should have had it? Uh, honestly, with the way that Ali's momentum got messed up during the what what eventually evolved into Kofi Mania, I think Ali should have got the win, the surprise I win. I think Vince gave up on Ali. Uh, unfortunately, that's what I see too. It's like that's where if booked right, Ali would have won that. But no, maybe they are pushing for Randy Orton for something bigger. Maybe yeah. that's why he's still hanging around and winning a little bit. Yeah, maybe they got something lined up for him. All right. And this is where the from the Gator matches get really bad. So we had the Viking Raiders and Braun Strowman versus OC. And it finished in a disqualification. Okay, first off, Braun Strowman, PSA, you are not the big show. Please do not adapt the Superman punch. Or the, you mean the, the knockout, knockout punch, punch. The knockout punch, excuse me. The knockout punch. Which, the only cool part about that was AJ Styles sold the holy hell out of that. And that was hilarious. So he's sitting there not knowing where he was. What, where he was, what event he was at, what city they were in. That shit was hilarious. Raph's like, man, AJ, it's you're Sunday. in Sacramento. It's Sunday, in Sa- it's Sunday night in Sacramento, AJ. So- oh, we're in Sacramento? Oh, oh, uh, oh. But... <laughs> Like I think you tweeted out, um, which I, I, I meant to like, kind of like caption it or something. The a lack of interest in the Viking Raiders entrance or the reaction really sa- really saddens me. OC didn't even get a reaction either. It's like God, dude. I mean, the whole thing, the whole thing, the whole match got no reaction because what a lackluster Braun Strowman being the third guy. I mean, like again, once again, you have some, you have the opportunity to do something cool. And, well, it's Braun Strowman who's, for some reason, got a rocket strapped to his ass and pushed back to the moon. So, the whole match was, the best part was literally post-match when AJ sold the, the knockout punch. Hey, they're teasing that stupid match of Fury. I feel like that's what it was supposed to be again. Oh, that, that was, a, that was a, sh- a shot to Fury, as they said on commentary. Oh, my God. But, literally, that, that match was complete crap. Yeah, and it's a shame because you have two of the best tag teams in the world in there, and it was yeah, yeah. You, it's like when you have honestly two of the best tag teams, but one of the best wrestlers in the world in AJ Styles in it, and then two of the best tag teams, and you're and you still get an absolute crap rating out of it. Yeah, you're doing something wrong. And that via disqualification, like what an underwhelming that result to, be, to that match. That seems to be a trend of the evening. Hmm. Yeah, Vince, you idiot. <laughs> All right. So up next, I believe we got Charlotte and Charlotte and Bailey. I believe. Um. Yeah. Let me uh, 
Let me just check. I'm not trying to. Mo, no, we got Tamina beat Carmella. Any thoughts on Tamina being a 24-7 champion? Um, well, uh, welcome back. Uh, I mean, good to see she's back. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, and then R-Truth ends up becoming, what, a 20-time 24-7 champion? It's like, it's like, good God. I mean. Hey, he didn't want to roll up this time. Yeah, because that, that led into the Bailey and Charlotte match, because that was right before it. They, it happened dur- literally during the middle of it. Like, they're about to ring the bell. And yeah, then... it's like right before they do the ring introductions, it happens. I'm, God, dude. What the fuck? Do you still enjoy the 24-7 title? I I still enjoy most of it when it's like like the whole thing with um Marshmallow the other night. I enjoyed that. I thought that was entertaining. Like, but tonight I didn't see that much entertainment in it where yeah. I mean, cause like, you know, like I said, it's, it's good to see Tamina back. I'm glad she's, I'm glad she's healthy again, but you know, it's just like, what a random moment for it. It's just like, you know, it, it had no, it felt like it had no sense. And then, you know, just for Carmela to super, and then truth wins it. It's like, wait a minute. What? Oh, why is that? So why is Carmela not what it I'll say, why did she tell truth to do it? I mean that that part made no sense, but it was just like, I mean, like it. I think it's kind of starting to wear its course a little bit, but we'll see as you know they go forward with it. Because like I said, Monday night, I think it was Monday night that Marshmallow was doing it. That yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. I think the peak of it was the whole Maverick True thing. Now that died down and kind yeah, of see just... now that's that's kind of gone. That's where, like I said, I think it's starting to lose its lackluster a little bit. Or lose its yeah. luster, excuse me. Like, lose its luster a little bit. The only thing funny about that was Corey Gray's line about, well, she lost it, so at least I can sleep with, sleep with peace again. <laughs> Pun on, you know, people jump on the bed between them and pinning her. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so that was funny on Corey Gray's part. but So, leading into the match, they were interrupting Bailey, who still is coming off the inflatables and... The hit, you know, upbeat song, which she was joking. She's like, "Oh, you like that? Well, you don't like that? Well, I'm gonna use them anyway because I'm a role model." Yeah, but I so. hope I hope the post match antics lead to more than that. Yeah, I'm kind of yeah. Her sitting there crying, yeah, like, they're, play, they're they're playing because Sasha looked like it too. They're literally playing to that stereotype that that they they WrestleMania. Yeah, that whole that that rumor that they threw fits and shit. And they were both throwing fits. You yeah, know, Bailey was like, throwing a massive fit. Yeah, it's like Bailey was Bailey sitting there. Why is it always me? I mean, Same. the match. Oh yeah, the one that Charlotte always beats seems to be Bailey. It's like and Sasha. I mean, it's like the match itself. I mean, it was it was a good match. It wasn't horrible or anything. But we have sitting here now, Charlotte, a, in four years, a ten-time women's champion. And it's pathetic. And the fact that she's ten times in four years, and Bailey's reign at least lasted longer this time than her other ones. That's a much longer reign, at least. So. But it's still the fact that Charlotte did not, in any way, shape, or form, not only need this match, but needed the win. It, See, that's the thing. Why? She, like, why? Yeah, it's like literally after was it after SmackDown or Raw that they, oh shit that they added. That they they got on Instagram and it announced that uh, at Hell in the Cell it will be oh after SmackDown excuse me after SmackDown they oh it'll be Charlotte and Bailey versus this Sunday at Hell in the Cell like what 
I completely fucked up on the match order, by the way. It don't matter. I'll say, we're going to also cover it. I forgot Shorty Gable versus Baron Corbin in the Kabuki Warriors. Two front of matches. Because yeah. I'm talking, we're talking about the actual, like, again, good matches. Again, like, yeah. But yeah, I mean, they announced that that's going to happen. It's like, okay, so out of nowhere, Charlotte and Bailey, women's title match. Charlotte wins, 10 time champion. Like, I tweeted out the emoji of the little minion. Yippee. Stupid. Like, Charlotte don't need it again. Like, No, she's already a 10-time champion in four fucking years. I'm just tired of hearing Cole suck so much. I'm not going to say it, but... Kiss so much you know, ass. Talk about how she's the greatest and all that. That's you. I can't tell if it's him or Graves doing it, but... They're both doing it very nicely, by the way. So... Yeah, there's not much to say except for a stupid result. I mean, the match was okay, nothing good, great, but I mean, the was result good. was just stupid. So, I mean, the match itself was good, and of course, the talent level there, of course, it will be good, but the result was just, just completely, utterly unnecessary. All right, let's go to those awful matches I forgot. Shorty Gable versus Baron Corbin, King Corbin. Okay. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, uh, first off, it's good to see that the power of the rock still holds true because they were chanting STD at Corbin tonight. And that was, that was awesome. But the fact that they're spent the night making short jokes that were so damn cringeworthy that I could write better material than that. And then you have Kayla Braxton interviewing Chad Gable backstage, who in heels is still shorter than Chad Gable makes yeah, no yeah. You can tell the look on her face. She felt uncomfortable doing that joke. Of course she did, because she's she's shorter than he is. God, Vince. The the match itself was, of course, nothing special, because we've seen it already for, I think, I believe this was the third time, and it was definitely had to throw together feel, and the jokes were so damn bad, it made the whole thing cringeworthy. You You have Greg Hamilton announcing a shorty gable. Yeah, after the after the match when Cable gets the the quick win or the surprise win, Shorty that that's the thing because I heard that Vince actually wants to call him Shorty Gable. Yeah, he does. And it's like, yeah, so he's going because King Corbin dubbed the Shorty Gable, so that's what it's going to be now, which is awful, by the way. King Corbin, it's uh. Corbin, I like the guy. He's good at Mike, but it seems like his storylines are so cringe nowadays. Yeah, like the that's. Woman. I mean, that's Vince right there. I mean, I the mean, constable, the GM, then you know you have him and Lacey versus Rollins and I, Becky. That I was cringe that, as holy hell. That that whole storyline was cringe as holy crap. It's like God, I feel bad for Baron. I mean, he makes the most of it. He gets good heat. Yeah, has good promos. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, the, the guy's I guess a good worker. Gables, I guess Gable's getting used. That's also a good thing. Gable's pretty good. You almost forget how good he is because he wasn't used pretty he, much since Jason. Pretty he much just, since he pretty just, much him and Shelton Benjamin broke up. He just needs to do. He just needs to do something to invoke more of a reaction because his reactions are like next to none. This was the power of NXT. Him and Jordan and American Alpha got reactions times ten, but now on the main roster he gets nothing. Yeah, he needs to do he needs to do something more to to invoke a reaction when he comes out. And then they just have Corbin beat the crap out of him after the match. Yeah, literally that match is awful. Yeah, like, it, it was. Point, I guess it was just pointless. It was. And the match itself wasn't terrible, but it was super pointless. It had no yeah, say it had no story, no direction. It was just pointless. 
pretty much they had it happen so Vince could get his heart on for the night of calling Gable short. That's pretty yeah. much what that match was there for. Multiple like. times. All right. So up next, we had a – not up next, sorry. A, card we miss, a match we missed, I should say. You know, because this one also was thrown together. A title match was thrown together. Yeah, Kabuki so, Warriors versus Alexa and Nikki. Yeah, so like pretty much shows how much they care about the women's tag titles. Well, obviously, don't. Iconics. Yeah, the Iconics know all about that. Sasha and Bailey know all about that after a two month reign. Yep. So, you have any thoughts on this? Um. I wanna I wanna say that I'm happy that I mean I am happy that the the Kabuki Warriors Asuka and Kyrie won, but I'm not fully happy with that because of course as we've seen like we just mentioned with the iconics and all of that 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 you know I'm happy that they won but I'm not exactly thrilled because of course now we'll see how they're used. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I think the result, the result's definitely right, but I mean, they randomly turned heel during the match. Yes, they first off they had a heel turn with no like prior build up to that, and then they win the tag team titles. But as we've seen past, that doesn't mean a damn thing because if they don't want to, if the, if Vince doesn't want to use you on the show, he's not going to. All of the iconics. Yeah, that's the thing too. You have a title change, but no build up. Like right. that's late. It takes yeah. a it takes the moment away from the win. I mean, I know they're trying to go for the 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 thrown together match. Oh, surprise! The you know the team you weren't expecting to face beats you and wins your title. But it's like also okay now that you've technically turned them heel, given them the titles. Now, how much are you actually going to use them on the show? Yeah, which you know, Kari and Asuka should be on the show a lot. Of course, they're two too, of the they're two of the best. Way too talented not to be, and it's probably time Alexa once again takes a little more time off. It's, once again, she's starting kind of like Charlotte. They're both taking a lot of time that they don't need. Right. Once again, you know, I think the Alexa thing was more for a rub for Nikki, though. I think they're more trying to get that than yeah. anything. Yeah. And I love Alexa. I don't any t- any dig I take isn't in malice because I hate her or anything. I just. I think they need to start getting actual tag teams championships again. Right. You know, the Kabuki Warriors were thrown again and have one of the most god-awful names in tag team history. <laughs> Up there, Viking Raiders. The but, War um, Raiders. So, all right. This is going to be an interesting topic to talk about. The main event. Um, Interesting? You mean garbage. The Fiend versus Seth Rollins. I mean this <laughs> this match this match was so contradicting in so many pull, ways. Sorry to cut you off. I want to point out this is a hell in a cell before we get started. No, you know, feud ending, no rules. You know, just remember that's usually what a hell in a cell consists of. And it was that god awful ugly red color again. But uh, at least they covered that up in that match with the lighting because the lighting looked badass. The fiend's entrance is badass as always, but but. I mean, this match was contradicting in so many ways. I mean, you you know, it it didn't have a feel of who they were trying to make look the strongest. It, I mean, the Fiend got you know little offense in, and Seth Rollins pulls the same old shtick that he did with 
uh, Strowman and Lesnar, but this time amps it up a little bit with what twenty pet like twenty stomps. Seems like it. And and then he even hits a pedigree in there, <laughs> and and then he say so yeah he whips that out. And then he's going to the place that you're supposed to go to in Hell in the Cell, the true brutalness, buries Bray under a ladder, a toolbox, and a chair, grabs a sledgehammer, fights with himself to, you know, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this, I'm not this evil, ends up doing it, and gets fucking disqualified. Yeah. In a match... Where they're literally the only two rules in a Hell in the Cell match is that you can only win by either pinfall or submission. That's it. <laughs> no, everything goes. You can pull out the kitchen sink, the nail guns, the staples, the, whatever the hell you want to do. You can do all of this, and it ends in a fucking DQ. I. So, I want to make a point that. So, uh, I'm sure everybody knows at this point that, you know, at AW, was it, it was, uh, fuck, what was the one that Spears hit Cody in the head with the unprotected chair shot? Uh, fight for, no, I want to say that was, um, Fighter Fest? Fighter Fest or Fight for Fall, it was one of those, uh, it was Fighter Fest, it was Fighter Fest. So, Sean Spears came in, he cracked... Cody in the head with a gadget chair. Cody didn't defend himself, so I know why it stirred up, and everybody was pissed off. Then good old Vinny Mac gets on record and says, yeah, I don't think that should be accepted in wrestling anymore. Wrestling's gotten too sophisticated for stupid stuff like that. I don't think TNT would like that. But then you fast forward to today on Hell in a Cell, and The Fiend was taking unprotected chair shots. Yeah. A couple of them, too. Dude took a toolbox to the head with a chair on his head. Right. And, you know, here's I don't know what they're going for in this match. Because it's like, Rollins dominated most of the match. You know, when freaking The Fiend hit, you know, Sister Abigail on Rollins. That should have been the match right there if it was smart booking. Right. But no, they kept having, that's when the 20 stomp sequence went and it just went shitty after that. Yep. It's like... What were they trying to achieve? That Fiend can't stay down and he kept getting up, no selling? Or are they trying to make him look dominant? I mean like, like, what's the booking on that? Like that's the thing that's like that's what I was talking about. Like this match had so many contradicting points, it had no direction of where they were going with it. You yeah, I I wasn't a fan. You didn't know what their initial what their idea was. You didn't know if this person was trying to look strong or if they were going for this angle or that angle. It had no feel. I think had... there should have never needed a direction. Exactly. They built up the fiend as a dominant force. You know, he's the best thing going in WWE. He's supposed to be another, you know, dark entity. And if you're going to put him, I, I have a feeling Vince made a rational decision, saw the fiend was money, put him in this match, but decided he didn't want him to have the title, so he had no idea what to do, so he pulled a fucking... DQ finish. Yeah, How- Vince, Vince got lost in his own thoughts because he's a dumbass, like always. And as eight- as that whole sold out arena gave him shit for. I mean, you so. have a DQ in a match where there is no such thing as we've a seen DQ. a guy get thrown off a cell through an announce table, and they didn't stop the match just to let him get in there and get choke slammed through it. 
Yeah, but what what would have happened if that they would have DQ'd after the from for the announce table? Yeah, it's like they tried to they tried to stop it with mankind getting pulled out on a stretcher. So no, he gets back up, climbs back up there, and take her choke slams and threw it. See, that's good booking. Just imagine if they would have done what they did today. Oh hell no, that place would have went fucking riot crazy. Well, today did too, but. Well, it's I mean, just like Vincent, the point of that now is just Vince lost his balls. But even at 32, Shane McMahon jumped off a cell and landed through a table with no contact. And they didn't even stop the match then. Yeah, it's like the fact that they, you know, I had heard, I had heard that they were, they were wanting to do this match as a draw finish, but this was not the way to do it. It should never been a draw finish. You committed to him being in the match. You give him the title. Exactly. That's your fault. Yeah, that that was the that was the, ultimately in the end. That's what you know. You should the fiend should have been walked out of Hell in the Cell as champion. No doubt about he, it. He should have not been in the match. He, they didn't need to put the title on already. So that was the first mistake because right. I knew when they put him in the title, they weren't going to give it already. So they fucked up on that part already. You know, he can be dominant without the title. Right. So, But then also, it's like, if you go ahead and put him in the match, he should have left his champion. There's no other way around it. He's Austin going, so now where do you go from that? Exactly. The Fiend couldn't get up from Seth Rollins. And then you have him completely no-sell it after the no-contest. And then he gets up and beats the holy shit out of Seth Rollins. Doesn't even look injured. Like, what the... Oh, God. Vince thinks we're idiots. And it's very insulting. Yeah, Vince. At this point. Yeah, Vince. Nobody, most of your fan base is not idiots, dude. You pulled a Brock Lesnar on us, and they, what, and that was bad enough, but they didn't do this to the Fiend. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the other, comp- you know, the other companies started. You keep doing this, people, I hate to be it, but people might actually start picking sides if you keep booking the way you're booking. Yeah. Because it's like, that's bullshit. Yeah. You have your greatest Fiend day, and then you completely... You know, I wouldn't say jobbed out because he kept getting up and kept no selling. So he didn't job out, but, you know, he didn't look dominant. No. He didn't look really dominant in that match at all. No, that it was pretty much Seth Rollins the whole time. Yeah, that, that that whole thing was complete and utter hot garbage. I get, yeah, and, you know, I'm sure somewhere, you know, Tony and them were smiling when those AEW chants were coming through. Of course. You know, I know some people that got blurred out quickly. They got on that, but I heard both of them pretty fast. So oh, they were they were sitting there. Uh, well, they they were because uh, the young bucks quickly tweeted out, "We'll be live with a new episode of AEW Dynamite this Wednesday night." Yeah, you want good. I saw another tweet from somebody. At AEW, you want good booking? Check in on Dynamite. You won't be disappointed like you were tonight. Yeah, so it's like. Yeah, that. T- I mean, they really need to pick up their shit going forward because, I mean, the shit's happening now. So or NXT or NXT will be the only thing to watch. Vince is, you know, he's all on his high horse because they got four million viewers on the Fox debut. So he's like, oh, we're good again. So I'm gonna do yeah. what I want. Huh. The only reason you know. SmackDown drew the numbers is because first off, you had the guy that invented the show, one of the greatest of all time, The Rock, on it, and then you were promised. Many other legends and superstars that you didn't get. And there was a title match. And there was a WWE title match for the main event. So, yeah, they were your your viewership was sustained because people were hoping what was next. Not because the show was booked like, oh, my God. Yeah, Vince showed how bad he bookers today. I just, uh, 
I'm boiling about that Fiend match. Like the whole card wasn't, you know, great, but I wouldn't be sitting here like pissed off what three hours later. Yeah. You know, I'd been like, okay, that was boring. Let's top out on a show, put it behind our back, but it's like the Fiend match. Yeah. That... Why? Why does Vince not like Bray Wyatt? It's just one of those things, it's just like I mean, you could go and, you know, sit here and debate for hours upon end about it's like the fact is, the fact of the matter is Vince does not know what the fuck he's doing. That's it. Simply put. So he thinks rationally, sees money, but then when he gets him, actually, like, oh, crap, man, I should have had him in there. So he does some bogus, like, I don't People are like, oh, well, it happened last year. It didn't happen last year. There was a winner last year. Yeah. Brock Lesnar won. It was a no contest because the guy that was not originally in the match won it. So the singles match between Roman and Strowman was a no contest. But someone left a winner in that night. Yeah. And people forget that. Brock kicked the door down and cashed in. No, he didn't even cash in. No, he, he, no he... That was Strowman's cash in. Yeah, he, see, he came... Brock Lesnar showed up, kicked the door down, F5'd both of them, and put Roman on top of Strowman to win the match so Roman could face, or Roman could face Lesnar. Yeah. Because he wanted so, to take the title back off of Roman. Say, so there was a winner. So I don't even know how people are comparing. There was literally no winner in this yeah. match. Yeah, it's like the bell rang. Seth Seth Rollins somehow still retains the Universal Championship. And you just <coughs> realize that the whole thing was complete bullshit. It just baffles me up to Fiend getting up and attacking Rollins after. Yeah. If you're going to do that finish, then might as well make the Fiend look like a pussy and just keep him on the mat. Right. Let him get if stretchered you, out. If you're supposedly knocked out, you right. might as well have just kept him there because it makes people even more mad that he got right up and could have done what he did could have done in the match. Yeah. God, I, it makes it harder. You know, you and me, we've watched WWE for God knows how many years now. I've watched it since I was five. We pump out thousands of dollars to go to WrestleMania every year. Like we're going and, next year. So it's going to be three in a row, and yet they keep insulting our intelligence. And it's just like, who who's he trying to fool? That's my question. Yeah, that that's my biggest thing. Is like, you're not fooling guys and men and women our age. You're not doing that. So it's like, what? Does he think the Fiend being champion would scare the little kids and it wouldn't be a good representation for Monday Night Raw? Probably. Like, that honestly, that's probably stupid booking right there. Probably. Ray Wyatt's gold, and you can just keep letting him down. I want to hope that maybe there's a reason for this, and they'll be better. <laughs> I I see people defending that decision. <laughs> it's like they're claiming you gotta let storylines play out, dude. They are, you know, the storyline is Bray trying to be a beast. Yep. That's what the storyline's supposed to be. That's the angle. Rollins is scared of the guy, but okay, so Rollins went to a dark place. Cool. But what's that do for the Fiend? Right. You know, his second ever match and Gavin Blues, what kind of storyline building is that? There so I, don't, I, I, say, I don't understand how people are defending this. It's very few, trust me, very few people are, but I think they're, unfortunately, I hate to use this word because, you know, but I think they're WWE apologists. Right. That, you know, they'll defend everything they do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you and me, you and me are definitely far from the most critical on Twitter, but you know, I'm not like some other people. I'm not gonna you know bullshit around. If I see something I don't like, I'm gonna yeah, voice that's like, pleasure. That's, that's like that's not that's not how we are. It's like if we see something we don't like on a show, like tonight, for example, like we're doing right now, we're gonna voice what we think, and we thought it was complete and utter ass. One of the worst booking decisions of all time, too. Definitely, definitely not booked right. 
not booked right. The only thing booked right would have either the only thing the only thing that would have been booked right that match is never having the fiend in it or him leaving the title. There's no gray area. I think the only part of that match that was booked right is when the show went off the air. And the fans were still booing. After the 30, lights they stayed <laughs> they stayed thirty minutes after stayed there booing the whole time when the ring when they were turning down the ring, they were still booing. That'd go, guys. That'd go. You know, let Vince hear it. He needs to know that his fan, I think he thinks people are happy because he sees one show. I think he, he the, you know, the fans need to let him know they're tired of it. You know, I think AEW chants are a good sign, you know, because what's CM Punk chants going to do anymore? Yeah. Especially if the guy's coming back. But on that note, I don't know. I hate to go on a depressing note, but um, if you guys are listening this far, make sure to go check on. All our uh, platforms, we're on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. We have a link tree in our uh, bio, so go on there and you'll find us on all platforms. Check out all episodes, you know. We really would appreciate your feedback, your listens, anything. Especially the ones, especially our two recent ones with Kevin from Wrestling Reverb and RJ from Ringside Rant. Yeah, show those guys some love and go to their channels too. But on that note, stay going, my friends. Deuces!